Yesterday, the monastic community celebrated the anniversary of the dedication of this church. I was struck by the emphasis of the Solemnity's liturgical readings on the theme of Christian charity. Whether it was St. Augustine describing love as the binding force of spiritual stones and timbers, or Zacchaeus throwing a public banquet at his house after declaring to Jesus his intention to pay, that, to pay back those whom he had wronged, the message is always the same. Love of God presupposes love of neighbor. Or to be more precise, union with God is dependent on our maintaining unity within the body of Christ. In the Incarnation, we see the fulfillment of the twofold commandment as heard in today's Gospel. Jesus, the true temple, reveals in himself our own destiny of union with God and each other. In him was completed the ongoing project begun in the book of Genesis. Let us make man in our image, after our own likeness. Notice the first-person plural. God is a trinity of persons in unity, makes man according to the likeness of communion in himself. As human beings, we all want to belong to something. There is an instinctive desire we have for intimacy and stability. Our dignity resides in this fundamental truth. If this is so, the practice of charity not only fulfills our nature as created for love, but it trains us for the life to come in the new heaven and the new earth. Whatever conflicts exist between us now will be resolved in our union with God. However, the, however, this does not mean that we should neglect the means of our salvation on the assumption that we are already members of the body of Christ and therefore exempt from making any effort. It is by these very means that we are saved. The urgency to practice charity can be seen in the answer which our Lord gives to the Pharisees in today's Gospel. The nuance, the subtle nuance of Jesus' rendering of the Shema, or the greatest commandment to love and worship the one God with all one's heart, mind, and soul, is itself revealing. He says, the first is like the second, emphasis on like. Charity, in this context, takes on the face of homage done to the Creator himself. God, in his infinite compassion, takes personally every compliment or injury done to one of his creatures, no matter how disagreeable or lacking in social graces. What is so significant is how God identifies with his creatures. Again, he does so through the Incarnation. God made man shows us that the drama of salvation is conclusively played out on the stage of the world in real-life scenarios and in a physical manner. In other words, in the messiness of human relationships. This is clearly seen in Jesus' accommodation of the Pharisees and Sadducees, who were not only hostile towards him, but were trying to kill him. Our Lord never rejected, never condemned anyone he met, though he did have to rebuke from time to time for the sake of witnessing to the truth. Israel's religious leaders failed to recognize Jesus as the Messiah precisely because they failed to treat him as their neighbor. The Incarnation is so challenging to their narrow worldview 
that it threatens their comfortable way of living. We too can overlook the ways in which we ourselves fall into the same trap. If we struggle to enter an honest and intimate relationship with God because of fear or closed-mindedness, if we neglect our obligation of maintaining unity within the body of Christ, then we do well to recall Jesus' emphasis on the second commandment. To love God above all things necessarily means to love our neighbor as ourselves. Let's be honest. The challenge is learning to reappropriate the second commandment in our own life. We've all heard it repeated many times, ad nauseum. The risk is that it loses its original savor. There is a necessity to remind ourselves, however, because we tend to or even choose to forget it. We might be tempted to gloss over our obligation to show charity when someone upsets us or commits an injustice against someone we love. But the fact remains, if we ignore this essential characteristic of our Christian faith, we will inevitably lose sight of our goal and our opportunity to enter into encounter with the Lord. He will have it no other way, as the Incarnation demonstrates. So, the next time a co-worker, a friend, a spouse, family member does that one thing that drives you absolutely insane, just remember that even these things are opportunities for loving God. <laughs>